we actually noticed, this is how bad it once got, <laughs> that my side of the bed sheet, we were putting the, the sheet back on and Doug was like, oh, why is one side of this smooth and fine, normal cotton or whatever? And the other side, just at the bottom, is really bobbly. And it was because of my fucking, like, ragged feet. <laughs> I just imagine you with like hobbit feet and like yeah they are they're gross I hate them <laughs> I told you about that time when I went to go and get those insoles from that lovely chap uh, Podo and he just he very politely you know I had to take my, my shoes and socks off and I hadn't even considered like trying to make my feet look nice he, he looked at my feet and he, I just remember him in a in a very sweet French accent saying something about oh well look you do have a build up of hard skin over here on your left foot or something uh, you do have and a build up of hard skin uh, <laughs> it was like that and I was like that's not something you want to hear anyone say no but particularly not in a, in a lovely French accent <laughs> in the language of love yeah I feel like French people don't have build-ups of hard skin they, so <laughs> Let us know. We have got French <laughs> listeners. Welcome to episode 142 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We start the podcast talking about recovery and finding new joy in our exercise regimes. It's a week after the London Marathon and we promise that this episode is a bit more joyful than episode 141 because I'm no longer in huge physical and emotional pain. Hurrah! We talk about running and routines and how we discover ourselves again after we've achieved huge goals like, for instance, a marathon. We also discuss marathon recovery you have to listen to Holly explain exactly how she goes to the loo after a race when the doms mean lowering onto a loo seat is the worst pain in the world. We also chat about the concept of one and done. Just because you've run a big goal distance or race, that doesn't mean you need to go on and do more of them or longer distance. You can just stop. But if you're able to and you fancy it, it's a great thing to continue to do. However, you don't have to carry on chasing goals if you don't want to. Come and join us on Patreon so that you can join our lovely Pod Squad community in our exclusive chat room, which we've made just for you. So we can all chat about running and races, health and nutrition, and also all of that non-running stuff too. That's the important bit, right? This episode is sponsored by Precision Fuel and Hydration. That is amazing. Bloody love a bit of Precision Fuel and Hydration, me. I know you do. But before we talk about you, let's talk about race nutrition for women. Oh, yes, let's. How much do you know about carb loading? Very little, to be honest. Is it all about eating a big pasta supper? Well, I would have thought so, but apparently there's a bit more to it than that. 
You need to start carving up as early as 48 hours out from a race and you need to make sure you're getting enough carbs in during the final few hours. But if all of this is much too much to take in, the good thing is that the team at Precision Fuel and Hydration have written a blog all about how to nail carb loading on their website and we're going to link to it in the show notes. That is massively helpful, Hall. Yeah, it's definitely very helpful and we'd expect nothing less from such a brilliant company that we love. I know, I have been boring you senseless about PFNH for yonks. I've used the electrolytes and gels for years now. I love the taste of them and even better than that, I love the way they power me through my long runs. And we awarded their PH1500 electrolyte tablets best race nutrition product in last year's Women's Running Product Awards. Very well deserved it was too. Not only that, but you can use their free fuel and hydration planner at precisionfuelandhydration.com to understand how much carbs, fluid and electrolytes you need to perform at your best in your next race. And here comes the best bit. You can get 15% off their range of fuel and hydration products using the code WR2023. That's WR2023 at precisionfuelandhydration.com. That is genuinely brilliant. I'm going to buy in bulk, so I've got loads for all my races and training. Do you think that that might persuade me to stop using jelly tots as my fuel from now on? Very doubtful, but I'm sure you can combine the two. (laughs) And is that a nutritionist approved fueling strategy? Oh, no, it's not. Don't quote me. I've had a run. I've actually um, got literally nothing to say to you because I haven't been for a run since the last podcast. <laughs> I didn't do anything last week. I haven't done, I don't think I've done any exercise. Maybe I can lead with that. None <laughs> at all since the last podcast. So bad. Oh, Holly, that's terrible. I think I might have to sack you and we'll get someone else. I know, I think you might have to sack me. <laughs> it's really bad. It's, last week, it was changed to my routine Mm. So last week, I'm really struggling with who I am at the moment. Who are you, I know, profoundly I'm (laughs) struggling with who I am. I don't know whether I'm a... Well, first of all, I think I'm an overthinker and that's the issue, (laughs) basically, (laughs) fundamentally. But I don't understand whether I like routine or not because I keep trying to incorporate routine into my life. And then because Mm. I think that's a lot of... That's what what people say, isn't it? It's like Mm -hmm. six habits that changed my life. Wake up at 6am, eat my green horrible drink or whatever. And like, so I've been, you know, when that stuff comes up on TikTok and you're like, oh, fucking hell, I guess I've got to start doing that. Yeah. So I keep trying to incorporate routine into my life. Oh, and habit stacking where it's like, oh, well, why don't... So that, the idea of that is the only way I've successfully done this. Yeah. And uh, this is maybe this is people are going to be like, oh, that's not the usual relatable holes because this doesn't sound like my usual self. But it's the one thing Mm. that I do that is wellnessy that I like is after I have my shower, I do my skincare routine, which is literally (gasps) slapping on a cleanser, slapping on a moisturizer. And then any other products that sometimes we, you know, sometimes we get sent things, which is nice. Sometimes I'll slap yeah, on yeah. something that's supposed to do something to my sebum or something to see what that <laughs> does for a bit to give it a test. But yeah. that, I think, is the idea that like you take something you already do. So if you already have a shower every day or whatever, yeah. then you yeah. stack a new habit on top of that thing. So you go, right, when I get out the shower, I'm going oh, to do my skincare routine straight away. Um, mm-hmm. And... On the whole, that one is one I've managed to make stick. But on the whole, I just, I, I feel like I like the idea of routine and of doing the same things and stuff. But 
after a few weeks of it, I get quite, then I get quite panicky. And I'm like, oh God, but what if I don't, what if I don't feel, so it and feels I feel pressured. trapped? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. trapped by it. And, um, I'm not really feeling too mega anxious about anxiety, about, um, about exercise being that, because at the moment I, I am just sort of feeling it out and doing what I want to do. But yeah, as you may have seen, not out yet to the world coming out in the next issue of Women's Running, but in my column that I sent you last week. Yes. Um, yes. I have got a 10K training plan that I really wanted to do because I thought mm-hmm. maybe it's time to start adding a little bit of discipline into my running again so that I just stick because I've, I've just not really been, I've done a few gentle runs, but I've not really, like last week I didn't run at all. I've not really had like a kind of structure to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. Then I keep getting a bit panicky about do I want the routine or because sometimes it feels like I do and then sometimes like last week I went to Doug's family for three days and then it was a bank holiday and I did all sorts of stuff that I wouldn't normally do like not get up till 10 or like have four coffees I didn't have four coffees to be proud of me but I did have three a couple of days (laughs) um and like you know and I really enjoyed stepping out of the routine and I was like oh actually I have felt quite constricted by just being in my little four walls waking up, doing work, exercising at lunchtime, having something to eat, listening to a podcast while I do my after lunch bit, doing my after lunch bit, whatever. And like, it was just getting to a bit where I felt like I was in a bit of a slump and I really enjoyed shaking it up last week. So who yeah. am I? Who am I? Do I? I don't, I don't know who you are, but I do, <laughs> I do think I do. I've never known who you are. I do think you're still relatable because that all that does is reflect. I mean, I know that we come at this from different angles, but all that does is reflect how I feel as well. That really, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I do. It, in my soul, I think that I love routine and I love habit. But I can feel so constrained by it that I know that it has been, that there is a negative effect on it. And actually, you know, that kind of that control thing can really sort of start nudging into some kind of quite negative sort of mental stuff. Yeah. Like, I haven't phrased that very well, but like, um, but like when I was exercising loads and loads and loads and, um, and, and, and I felt like I was in control of my life and control of myself. And I was doing something every single day. And I've said it on the pod before how that's what I do. That's my thing. I do something every single day. And I did that all last year. Um, and, and it did make me feel good, Mm. but I'm not necessarily sure if that, if that is a universal good. Do you know what I mean? It made me feel it, it it was kind of feeding the beast. And that's the balance, isn't it? It's really hard to Mm. strike because I caught myself over the weekend. Um, so a week where I hadn't done any exercise, which was the first time in probably, probably this year, apart from, you know, with like exceptions of like illness and stuff that I hadn't done anything for quite a long time. Um, and then, um, and it had also been a bank holiday weekend, so I'd had two nights of like drinking wine and stuff. And I hadn't been, you know, at the beginning of the year, I'd been quite strict with myself where I was, I was, I was only going to allow myself a couple of nights a week. I definitely yeah. had let that slide completely and been out for drinks with multiple nights with friends and stuff. And then, um, and I was like looking at my little, my little paunch 
And I was like, and 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 I feel like I, I, I realistically, I'm wearing the same trousers that I was wearing a month ago. So I really don't mm. think that any difference has happened to my body. But why was I get? I was getting really worked up again about I was getting worked up about the idea that my body might be changing. And then I immediately went into sort of mode of like, right, well, tomorrow I'm going to go straight back onto doing my routine again that I was having with exercise and with alcohol and with food. And I even mm. Googled Noom. And I don't want to shame anybody who nooms at all because I know everybody's yeah. got difficult relationships. And sometimes you, you know, if you have been told to lose weight by a doctor or something that you might like need a helping hand, but like it is, uh, yeah, I found myself going down a bit of a route and then I then I mm. had to look up reviews and lots of people were like, Noom is just another diet company run by two fat, bald old men who <laughs> pretend that this time it's fine because they're giving you a cuddle and talking to you about your mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I've been down that hole. I've yeah. Hole. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is so hard to strike that balance and... Mm. And also, when you are surrounded, I actually don't on know. Social but media. Don't sue me for libel, Noom, because I actually don't know whether I, 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 I might have made that up. That was a joke for the record. <laughs> joke, absolute joke, joke. Yeah. and a stroke opinion. So yeah, you know, that's fine. All right, um, but yeah, I I think it's really hard um, when you are surrounded by people on social media who seem to suggest or or will willingly sort of say outright that they have got the balance right. And yet when you look at the images of them and you think, mm, I've d you've got the balance right for you, but your balance for you looks very much as if you're at the gym seven hours a day. Yes, and which is fine eating for food. some and people, that's fine. Yeah. but yeah, it's just not, oh, but it's trust, it, it comes down to trusting yourself and your own instincts and knowing yourself and, and all of that. And I just feel at the moment, like I've really lost um, belief in my own ability to mm. be to know whether I'm being unkind or whether I'm being disciplined, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't yeah. trust my little voice in my head anymore because I'm like, are you being a bitch or are you just being, you know? Oh like, my god, I so yeah, I completely. It's normal so with to that. tell yourself, come on, no, you <laughs> must go and get up and do some exercise, even if you don't feel like it. What is normal? Yeah, yeah. and what what is yeah? How do you how do you um, figure out those voices. How do you work out whether that voice is is a is a negative voice or a positive voice? Because sometimes we have to do stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable. Otherwise, we would never train for these things. We would never go running in the first place. Exactly. You know, and there are plenty of things that I've done in my life that have been that were hard to do, but that I feel really, really glad that I stuck at them and did them. Like, you yeah. Know. I, I imagine when I first went vegetarian, that was really difficult and it was really hard to build that habit. And every meal I was probably like, oh, I really want a sausage roll. But yeah. like it didn't take long before that was just part of my life. And now I don't even think about it. And it is something that like I'm glad as 100% not something that everybody has to do or wants to do. But I'm glad that I did that. But yeah, I find it difficult. You just have to find what sort of makes you want to do it even though it's hard and that's yeah. where it can be really difficult because there's so much toxic bullshit around exercise yeah that like it makes you feel like the motivation can so easily become even subconsciously mm. losing weight or looking a certain way or like um 
I don't know, feeling like you, again, it's all kind of looking a certain way, isn't it? Whether it's like yes. showing yourself yeah. to the world, even if it's, you know, if it's physically or if it's like just, oh, I'm the kind of person who goes to the gym four times yeah. a week. And rather than it actually being anything to do with you and aesthetics yeah. and yeah 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 and you know and and you know I have to hold my hand up because definitely you know I I uh, I can't even think about how long it is that I've been running regularly but running has always been a regular part of my routine as an adult and uh, it has been a regular part of my routine because as an adult I well particularly in my 20s I struggled with my weight and mm. it was one way in which I felt like I had a handle on stuff and it's only as it's only as a kind of like you know you go like a different kind of grown up where I've just thought well my kind of my my weight is vaguely stable within a probably some pounds but I don't know because I don't weigh myself anymore no I don't um, but I know it's a bad bad thing but that doesn't mean that I'm not conscious of how I look in clothes and I do still see you no know, running is important for me because of of that and I have to be honest that is some that is one of the reasons why I do it but but one of the the biggest reason and the thing that I really have to remind myself of particularly like now and in the same kind of way as you I guess I've I've I'm I'm off a goal and now in the wilderness but in order to get myself out there it's not weight at the end of the tunnel that I'm seeing as yeah. a thing that I'm doing it for it's because I know that when I've finished my run, I am happier. And for the rest of the day, I'm happier. So for me, it's about staving off the kind of, basically the kind of underlying depression and yeah. trying to kind of just keep that padded Fighting down. Fighting the depression at all times. Yes. Yeah. At all times. I think oh, that's, that's actually <laughs> a really good way of putting it. And I feel like um, I, I don't want to repeat myself. There are, Esther and I, chat shit in so many formats now that it's like oh god how many times have I said this in so many ways but so I'm really sorry if this is exactly what I say in my upcoming column in the mag but um it's the the thing that about working for your dopamine that like yes it's so much I am such a person who doesn't that's really changed my life that phrase because I'm such a person that like I will always rather have a donut right now because that's such an easy Mm. way to be having a great time um but it's like it's it's reminding yourself that although that is totally fine and as human beings sometimes we just need the dopamine immediately um it is also going to be our brains are going to love it more if we've done something to work for it and running is a really good example of that for for me as well that I know the hit that I'm going to get afterwards is going to be yes sweet that sweet sweet yeah hit on the running pipe (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) oh crikey I know Um, sorry (laughs) I've gone down a bit of a breaking bad route this morning but But it, and so much more so than any other form of exercise, which, which also I still have as a sense of panic because like doing weights or doing, I mean, I still love boot camp and I still love doing yoga. I, I mean, I say that in the present tense as if it's not been six weeks since I last went. Um, but I still, I love those things, but I don't get the, that kick, you know, that, the the hit from mm. from those things that I do 
immediately and for as long as when I go for a run. Yeah, so interesting. Like, mm. What is the hardest exercise drug <laughs> for you? Well, I reckon it's got to be cardio, isn't it? It has to be yeah, cardio. Yeah, so it has to be. Are, are, uh, yeah, that smack. Are we allowed to say smack on the <laughs> podcast? Maybe I should steer away from this um, particular. <laughs> what's the word? metaphor <laughs> yeah this this yeah <laughs> but yeah hit classes are a really good way for me and also this the ones that I've been doing where they're like dancey based ones they hit yeah. two of my little dopamine sensors that it's the exercise <laughs> thing but it's also genuinely I love pretending that I'm like a backing dancer <laughs> and that makes me feel really good as well so have you ever done Zumba Yes, I have. I have. I used to pretend. Is that, a, I used is that a, a good thing? Yeah, I used to like to go and I used to pretend that I was a backing dancer there. Um, but <laughs> I I haven't really done much Zumba at home. So I used to go when I had a gym membership before the pandemic. Um, mm. But I, uh, I one thing I will say is I didn't love that in the gym that I did it in, there was a um, a mirror in front of you at all times it looked like you know when it's like a classic sort of dance studio type thing where there's a big mirror yeah, right yeah. in front of you at all times I'm not a very good dancer I like dancing I find it really <laughs> fun but I'm shite and so I don't really want <laughs> I want to live my fantasy my Beyonce backing dancer fantasy yes. I don't really yeah. want to be faced with the constant reminder of the sweaty red <laughs> uh, sort of uncle that is before me <laughs> when I'm doing it. So I didn't really, I didn't love that element. So you, I think yeah. the answer would be doing it at home. But because I live in a top floor flat with creaky floorboards, I just feel like people are going to, I'm going to fall through into flat four. But um, I have been yeah, doing that. Yeah, they wouldn't That's be fond of that. Not fun. That's why I do this hit class mm. one. Um, with MK mm. Fitness on YouTube because who I love <laughs> I should get a commission from her at this point because you um, so should yeah because I, I put a yoga mat down it's not like it's not dancing quite it's not like you're all over the place mm. it's just hit moves to music that is a bit more fun so she teaches you mm. four moves at the beginning at max at the beginning of a of the song and mm. then in the classic hit style, you'll do however many repetitions of that move and then you break for, for five, 10 seconds and then you do it again. And then you, and I usually put a yoga yeah. mat down and I do it on the yoga mat for a bit of cushioning. And she does low impact mm. Debbie, as we would refer to them <laughs> versions, yeah. um, where you can like, yeah, you don't basically, if you've got bad knees or if you don't want to fall through to the flat below, then it's mm. similar moves, but without jumping or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, that sounds good. I I feel like I need I need to do. It's a bit like the conversations we were having a couple of weeks ago when I was like ramping down to. You know, I'm always moaning about something, but when we when I oh, was yeah, tapering same. down, <laughs> that's what this is, isn't it? it I think it is, isn't yeah, it? I think this I is think what this is this therapy. Is. Yeah. Um. Uh. When I was tapering to the marathon, and, and and I kind of thought to myself, I need. I'm going to need something else other than running. I'm going to need to have something some kind of exercise, something to chuck back into my routine when I don't feel like running. Um, so yeah, it's, it's in, I don't know if that's my thing. It's probably not my thing. I can't imagine um, you um, being like as interested in the bit where you're pretending to be a backing dancer, isn't he? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> 
I think your dream career would be more along the lines of like, um, I don't know, presenting Women's Hour or something. Oh, don't even fucking start. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have said that on a on my a miserable dream. Tuesday morning. <laughs> don't. I was listening to it earlier on. Oh God, I love Women's Hour. Um, yeah, I do need to. I do need to start thinking about that. So I. Um, so can I can I talk about my recovery post please marathon? because I, it, it, I, it has been in the back of my mind the whole time that I was like wow <laughs> so before we start recording <laughs> Esther usually is like this is what we're going to talk about today and then I go okay no and then start mouthing off about <laughs> yeah. something completely different for 20 minutes but it has been in the back of my mind that that was what we wanted to talk about and I am very interested to hear how you're feeling post last week well, I do. I it, it does tie into what we're saying because it, it is talking about running and how we build that routine back in again, and how it all ties in, and what our goal is when we're running, particularly if we don't have a goal, and all of the stuff that we've just been talking about, and also like a concept of self and and who am I? Who even am I if I don't go for a run? Yeah. Um. And it's yeah. It's been. It was, yes, it's the concept of self thing, isn't it? That is big for yeah. us today. And I do feel that, that you, so a perfect example of like, yeah, you run three or four times a week minimum and you have done for a long time that mm. post recovery, you know, recovery, you must feel a little bit like as you do, as you do like a routine, it must be a bit like, what the fuck is happening? Last week was mental and it was so like the last when we recorded it was the day after the London Marathon it was, so it was last Monday and today it's Tuesday so it's we're just over a week on and um and it still feels weird looking back on it now I'm all I'm physically fine um but it did it took a really long time took um I mean I was still I still had kind of quad pain on Thursday so four days oh afterwards so it was quite it was very very weird um physically speaking what was quite weird was like on the sunday after um on uh, after i'd run the marathon was that the whole uh commute trying to get back to paddington station and trying to get back to bath and everything was physically agonizing yeah because of some itb pain so the, the whole of my itb completely flared up and it was really really painful to walk yeah um even slowly really really painful I think that top tip as well is as we said last week is half, I think half marathon or longer is is just if you are going to be doing it in not your home city or hometown or whatever then finding somewhere to stay overnight not just the night before but the night of is just the a game changer after. yeah because if you're close if you're close to it yeah, yeah. for sure I think um, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was fine. But, but I thought what was quite interesting was that the kind of the mega aches I had, which was my ITB and also my glutes, the the pain there by Monday even had completely disappeared. Really? So then what, yeah. And what I was then left with was kind of quads and hamstrings. Um, and so that it was so the worst thing, it was quite nice to have conversations on discord and, and through Patreon. Um, and to see what other people had kind of, uh, how they were feeling and stuff. And and someone was talking about, I think actually that was on Instagram, but someone was talking about the sheer pain and effort of lowering yourself onto the loo 
to have oh, a wee. Oh, it's the and... worst. I've got a top tip for oh. that. I what? do it. This is how I do it when I've got really bad doms. I put my <laughs> I put my hand between my legs on the toilet seat. Yeah. So that I've got a sort of like middle ballast. Yeah. To then yeah. lower myself down. So yeah. I'm lowering myself down like a bit of a tripod. Does that yes, make sense? That is a good idea. Because it does. What I really maybe that's yes, what everyone do, does anyway. Something. But I, I I had previously been you just just trying, down, yeah? which is so painful <laughs> and potential yeah. loose seat breakage danger. Um, <laughs> or I've been holding onto a bath slash sink, you know, another bit of yes. to lower myself down. But putting <laughs> putting a hand between your legs <laughs> on the toilet seat and lowering yeah. yourself like yeah with with your center of gravity low. That's my top Oh my God. That's, I think that's a good top tip because what I needed was one of those granny bars. I needed a yeah. bar to hold yeah. on to, to. And I don't have anything around my loo that I can hang on to. Oh, at you don't all. even have a bar so, you can grab? No. Or a sink was, you can. Uh, no, grasp. nothing. They're miles away. So it was agonizing. <laughs> okay. Bloody, the, the agony of having a well spaced out bathroom. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the agony of a bathroom um, <laughs> renovation. <laughs> Yes, it, it, <laughs> it was. was recent. It was oh, relatively recent. It, it was relatively recent. So that was that was a bit of a, oh Jesus. So that was that was really painful. But then obviously, when I was talking to you on that Monday, also the other thing that was going on was I was feeling very low because mm. I also had a couple of messages like through Patreon and stuff. People were like, yeah, it's not a funny episode. This one. It was wasn't like, a barrel of laughs, was it? <laughs> it but... wasn't a barrel of laughs. <laughs> I was very low. Um, and I, it was half an hour after that podcast. I went to the loo with some great pain mm-hmm. and I got my period. Did and you? I was like, oh, there we yeah. go. And suddenly everything felt, as is always the case, right? Everything felt so much better. Not just physically, not just immediately mentally, but looking back on the day before and just thinking, well, no wonder it was fucking hard. I ran a marathon on the hardest day of the month, right? The day before my period. That's always the worst day for me. It's the worst day for me mentally. It's the worst day for me physically. I never want to do any physical stuff the day before my period. I usually always do. And then the day after when I've got my period, I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't want to do it. And I ran a marathon on that day. So then I congratulated myself massively that day, just going, oh, well, look, look what you did. You achieved this when you were at your lowest. Yeah, that's amazing. That's That's amazing. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. And it so is I am always, now... we, love a, we love getting to the bottom of a mystery of, as human <laughs> beings, don't we? And it is always yes, quite satisfying being like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. that explains things. But, but why? Why is it that I get to the age of 49 and it's still a, <gasps> oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm hemorrhaging. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be an absolute nightmare when, please, I pray. Actually, genuinely, I pray that I eventually get my period back because I didn't think that I wanted it ever again. And now I'm like, oh, I just want to, yeah, I just want to know because um, I'm de- because of experiencing, yeah, the kind of cycles again, which I didn't really have before. But yeah, yeah. I just want, I just want to know. Anyway, I realise I've talked about this quite a lot because we had we had a couple we had an email in. Um, mm. Let me quickly find it for you. I'm sorry, this is also what I'm supposed to do before, but I didn't do. Uh, so it was from Claire. 
um, who yeah. said, I hope she doesn't mind me reading out, uh, she's a lovely patron, um, that, and she also, shout out, did the virtual London when you were doing your in-person London. Uh, mm-hmm. She said she's with you, Esther, on never knowing when it's going to happen. Um, and she was also talking about the um, like hormonal coil stuff. And, oh, um, yeah. And saying that it is it is possible to still have hormonal cycles when you're on the coil, and that okay. like they can last shorter than the normal twenty eight days. They can last longer, but that is something that potentially might be happening. So that might uh, be a thing. Okay. So thanks, Claire, for letting me know about that because I didn't know whether I yeah. whether that was even a possibility or whether I might be making it up. I just want a mm-hmm. period just to like tell me what's happening. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky one. I mean, that's gonna that's a conversation with the doctor, isn't it? Because I guess one of the big main things, the reason why you're you're not getting a period is because you've got the coil. So that's and they did say that that they might not come back. That there might it might not happen. Like my my mum, I hope my mum doesn't mind me saying this. I never know what's TMI for other people because nothing is ever (laughs) TMI for us. But my mum was like, I remember my mum not having um, periods when she was on the coil because Mm. I was like 15 or 16 when she then had it removed. And when she had her first period after that, she was, it was like a role reversal thing where she was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Have you got any tampons? (laughs) And I was like, yes, let me help you out in the way that you would have helped me. Um, um, So maybe like, I don't know whether that stuff is hereditary but maybe me and my mum have weak weak ass hormones where they're not they're not willing to fight (laughs) (laughs) well I think I think hormone stuff is 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 very often genetic you know like like in terms of like following the pattern of your parent in terms of like when you start your periods and when you finish your periods and yeah that kind of thing so um but yeah I did you know on on Monday then on Tuesday I did as well as much as I had like basically wept for about 24 hours I did then feel um a renewed sense of pride on having done it and gratitude that the period had finally come Mm -hmm. and also I think a kind of an underlying you know what I think I probably will go to the doctors and have a little chat to them Mm -hmm. about either HRT or maybe the mini pill something something with some kind of hormone in it um, just to try and regulate just so that I know because at the moment my cycles are all over the shop and it's very difficult to predict and very di- and because it's difficult to predict that the physicality of when a period is going to make an appearance it's it's then very obviously very difficult to manage mood yeah. um because you don't know you don't know when you're going to be ovulating or not ovulating or when you're going to be feeling like shit or not going to feel like shit so um i think but particularly i, I it's not a huge commitment isn't it i mean it takes a, like a month to get a doctor's appointment anyway so i might as well exactly put it in the calendar and then by the time you yeah. have by the time you've forgotten about it it will be time yeah exactly exactly so yeah i'm going to have a chat and i am going to hold myself accountable by saying it here so there's that so that was good but then for the rest of the week i did nothing so mm-hmm. i um I walked the kids to school and that was all I could manage and I didn't feel bad about it until about Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then I started feeling bad about it because I messed up mm-hmm. and um, and I wrote something on Patreon to say I feel bad about it um, and I'm feeling shit and will I ever get back on the wagon? And um, 
I, what I thought was really hilarious there was then I got this one of the messages underneath that post was from a patron called Jenny who I think is amazing. She's she's going to be one of those women who is just like voice of reason. Nice. And she said, um, I love this. She said, I really don't think you should be comparing not having exercised since you ran a marathon to giving up exercise completely. Perhaps being a little hard on yourself. Oh, that's not like you. <laughs> I know. It's not even been a week yet. She pointed out and I read that and it made me laugh out loud. And I was like, you have an absolute, why the, why the hell? Yeah. Or by by Wednesday, was I like, was I like, oh my god, I'm never going to run ever again. You know, <laughs> I've lost my running mojo. But actually, you totally you know, haven't. It's... You totally haven't. Again, it's a bit of an it's an overthinky yeah. thing, isn't it? That we do. But like yeah. when you've got yourself into patterns that you're happy with, or patterns you're unhappy with, like I think patterns make us panic, and we're yeah. like, oh okay, I'm used to my thing that I do this all the time, and now I might be getting back into a thing that I used to do where I wouldn't run at all or. Whatever. But yeah, there's absolutely no correlation between you, like you not running. I guess it's natural to associate that with a time where you might have just stopped running for four days because you're like, I can't be asked, which is also fine. Yeah, that for you might have negative connotations with losing your running mojo and then not running for ages or something. And not yeah, running because think, you physically yeah. need that recovery period. Of course, your brain is going to be like, yeah. woo, woo, we were here before and then we didn't run again for ages and it, it made us feel sad or whatever. But different yeah. kettle of fish and well done, Jenny, oh my God, for yeah. being a voice yes, of reason. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah, because the, the, I think it is that because I, I I was in this little spiral and I was, like you said, I was thinking about times when I had not run for that amount of time before and it was normally because of injury. Mm-hmm. But if I was injured, like in lockdown, I was injured lots of times um, in a very short space of time and mostly that was, I think, a stress response for sure. And um, I, I was, it was just ridiculous. I was just like, you know, one week I fell flat on my face, another week I did my back, and it was all like stress. Um, so I think um, uh, then, then so so it was kind of, you know, uh, thinking of myself in that capacity, then, then imagining myself back in 2020, which was not a good place to be for anybody. No. Um, and so there was that. Um, or there are other times when I've not not run, and like you said, it was it then spirals out of control in a way that I don't like, where I just get used to not doing the exercise. But anyway, it was only Wednesday; it's fine. So I didn't, and then by and walking the kids to school sat- is also, by the way, exercise that Actual it sounds exercise. like perfect yeah. exercise for when you've got horrible DOMS. Gentle walk, yeah, or that, <laughs> yeah. look after the um, old I did- muscles. It was good. It was good. It was good to do. I do. Um, when I picked up the kids, um, I think that that was on the Monday. Oh my God. When I went to pick up the kids on the Monday, um, uh, a friend, a friend of Felix's mum saw me and, um, and said, and by that, have I you shot yourself? What have you done? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was like the the tiniest little gate, you know, like kind of like maybe three, like I was doing pigeon footsteps with no knee bend whatsoever. Trying, yeah. Oh, why is the knee bend properly so seized? Painful. It's so, it's so painful. painful. So painful. awful. It's so nice not to be there. It's lovely not to be there anymore. Yeah. But anyway, so by 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 Saturday, I then I did a boot camp on Saturday morning. Lovely. Which was, Tough going, but lovely. And there were lots of people there and lots of people knew that I'd done it as well. So that was nice. So I had lots of very nice people saying some lovely things. Um, 
And then uh, I went for my first run on Sunday. Um, well done. And oh, only a week. Only a <laughs> thanks. week. Apart. Only a week. Only a mm-hmm. week. Um, but I think and a week one is of probably, those... if you're a regular runner, I have absolutely yeah. no qualification in saying this at all, but I feel like a week <laughs> is a good amount of time. It, well, it's funny you should say that, Holly, because um, I did some Googling ahead of this and I just thought... You know, is everything all right? And actually, the thing that comes up is, yeah, give yourself a week. Perfect. Um, and a week at minimum, really. Yeah. It says something like three to seven days as minimum. And then, you know, people might want to take off longer. I mean, obviously, it's all up to you. Some people so might I never, ever off. want to run again in their lives. And that's also fine. As long as you keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, don't I mind. don't give a shit. Don't yeah, run. <laughs> don't run. Just listen. Um, interestingly, <laughs> I... I for me, interestingly, I spoke to my mum, who famously ran the London yes. Marathon in ni- 1984. Sponsored by Mars. Um, sponsored by Mars. Um, and she she had sent me her T-shirt from uh, her finisher's tea from mm-hmm. 1984. She sent that to me. That came through in the week, um, which was lovely and made me have a little cry. And we had a chat about stuff um, over the weekend and um, and she said, because I was, I think I said the same thing to her. I said, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm not sure about the running and not sure what. And I think I was talking about my next goals and things like that. And she, she sort of gave a bit of a laugh and she said, do you know what? I have a vague memory that I went for like maybe one run after running the London Marathon, but that was it. And she has never run ever again since. So she was like, one and done. One and I've, done. I've, I've done it. Some people do which, do one and done, yeah. don't they? I can't remember whether yeah. I can. I'm so bad for this. I never remember. I always t- talking about earlier about telling you things you've told me as if they're news. <laughs> but I, I were we talking last time about how some people do one and done? I can't remember. I was reading something somewhere maybe about the amount, the yeah. percentage of people who do one marathon, and then they're like bye absolutely fine done with that now yeah. that was what I wanted to do yeah. and to be fair although I love running an advocate for continuing a running journey just because you've done one thing doesn't mean you have to stop um mm. I also kind of get that because I find it quite difficult as a runner who doesn't chase pbs or like like yes. once you've done a distance like I'm not gonna lie I love a half marathon that's a distance that really suits me but like Mm. I've done one four times now and it is quite difficult to be like, what the bloody hell am I supposed to do next? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I can see Absolutely. how after so, a marathon you'd be like, well, all my motivation that was pushing me towards doing this amazing feat, I've done it now. Yeah. 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 I, um, uh, you know, uh, while I completely thoroughly understand that because it's, and and particularly, actually, particularly if you if you kind of, put yourself in the mindset of someone running in the mid 80s mm. when when even even as a runner in the morning you were seen as being a bit weird um yeah you know, there just weren't that many many people around I doing mean, that valid. Sort of thing at that time valid so, it is weird so that's but... it's a tough thing it's a tough thing to continue mm. it's much easier for us to continue because we've got better kit we've got better advice on nutrition and training there are hundreds of us thousands millions of us out there so every time you go for a run the, the likelihood is unless you would live somewhere incredibly remote and you go running at two in the morning you are going to run past another runner so it makes you it validates your sense of self your your kind of it validates your sport because people are doing it and everyone is getting some kind of benefit from it um, but you know, in 1984, you finished your 
your marathon, which is this epic, epic goal. And then you move on to a different goal, which might be, you know, writing a novel or, you know, yeah. <laughs> doing something else that's massive. You don't, it doesn't have to be all running related. And also the, the, there wasn't the amount of kind of advice out there to tell you why you should continue running, yeah. why it would be good for you, you know, and particularly as a woman or, or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so well, I thought that was interesting. God for but it publications did... like women's running, you know. <laughs> like women's, yeah. What on no, earth would, telling would you people <laughs> with the Neanderthals have done before it? <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I loved, I loved hearing that from my mum because it really like underlined and validated my response from this one because it was and it was everything that you were saying to me last week as well because it was just that sort of like you know it was my second in real life one Mm -hmm. and it wasn't my first and after my first there was such a build-up and it was so epic and it was so everything about it was new and and amazing and the second one I'd had the experience before so I didn't have that newness about it and when I'd finished I was like well what do I do now do I do it again next year? Do I do another one? Do I, you know, it feels like you have to do something else to try and get like 20% of the dopamine hit that you got from the first one, but you'll never get 100% ever again. Yeah, that's what people say about, again, we're coming back to things like crack again. (laughs) We are. It's never never (laughs) the same as the first time you take it. Or maybe that's what people say about yeah. heroin. I don't know. I'm not a drug expert. <laughs> but it does relate to the same stuff, doesn't it? Where it's like you're... you're ch- <laughs> does it? You're chasing the dopamine high of that first time that you did an, a marathon. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work for people who just genuinely love running a marathon to keep doing mm. that. But if, it, if you're a goal-oriented person, maybe it needs a bit of reframing of like, what is the thing that you're you're chasing in your brain that you're you're looking forward to going, I've done it about this time because it might be something different. And for some people, obviously that's like time related and is, is getting a PB or something. For me, I don't Mm -hmm. think that will ever really be my motivation. I'm not a very numbers motivated person. Don't tell anybody who we work with, um, (laughs) but who all listen to this podcast. So I'm looking forward to that in the next company meeting. But... (laughs) But I think I think um, that, you know, it might be something like I'm going to raise money for a charity that I feel really passionate about and I really want to raise a certain amount of money there. Yeah, or I'm going to run yeah. it with a friend and like I'm going to help someone like with Paris. For me, I really wanted to cross the mm. finish line having really struggled with illness and with training setbacks and with feeling like I wasn't in the same place with my fitness as six months previously when I'd run a half marathon. And yeah. that I just wanted to cross the finish line smiling and not dying. Kate, yes. who was running with me, thinking about it, I don't want to big this up. Maybe she had an awful time and she was like, you know what? I'm never going to speak to them again. I, I'm going dis- to de- detangle myself <laughs> from this relationship. But the fact that she ran with me the whole way and her goal was not a personal one. It was to get me across the finish line. Yeah. That would have actually been a really good goal for me. If I was running with somebody and I was like, right, it's my my goal for this is about mm. completing it with this person, like doing it together and getting over the finish line together and, and building each other up and uplifting each other and like making it across yeah. the finish line together. Um yeah. So anyway, I just I don't know, another little ramble there, but I just felt like no, that no. was is yeah. that do do you need like a sort of like what happens when the goal of the distance and doing the race 
is done yeah what do you look for next and maybe we have to find things that are a bit more yeah and you know it was interesting I, I, I was talking to um uh, before I did my first run I was talking to um the lovely woman Sarah who was running the boot camp on Saturday and she's a big runner and she was talking about uh goals and stuff and she's she's a trail runner rather than a kind of flat road race runner um, and we sort of, we were messaging afterwards about, cause we were both saying, oh, we need, we need a little thing in June. Cause I've got, I've got a thing in September and potentially a thing in November. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, what can we have in, in, you know, I'd like something early summer. And it was interesting that the, the thing that she pulled up was actually a thing that we, but we then both dismissed because it was a half marathon route, but it was a half marathon route that both of us do frequently anyway on yeah. our own. And I suddenly thought to myself, actually, I'm not bothered about doing that with a medal at the end of it, I would be happy to just plod that round in my own pace under my own steam and see that as an achievement in its own right and under its, in it, you know, I, so I think, um, I don't think you necessarily need to have that very specific physical proper goal, but a, a goal in your head, if it feels like a bit of a goal, um, that's enough, isn't it really? I think, um, definitely. But I, and I, I went for this run on, Sunday, um, sort of with that in mind, thinking, oh, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to, so so after doing the marathon last year, um, two weeks after that marathon, I was running the half marathon. And for some reason after that, and I know this was brought up by um, possibly Anna Harding as, as a bit of a bonkers thing that I was doing, but every weekend after that, my long run was between 10 and 13 miles. So really? I was running... Yeah, mm-hmm. always. And that I had that in my head. I wanted to keep that because I knew that I was going to be doing London again in April and I wanted my base to be a specific place. So I, I didn't want to drop under. Um, but my run on Sunday was six miles. Um, so I went out for an hour and I just thought I'm going to, and I did, I did leave the house saying I might do three or four and I'll see how I feel. Amazing. And, so I, but I went for six. That's so you. I'm so, I'm very proud of you, but that is so you. And you, I feel like I, if I said I might do three or four, I'd come back 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there we That's go. That's us. That's so life. Our inherent differences. Yeah. yeah. So I did, yeah, I made myself do it, but I must, my overriding feeling actually, as I set off, as like, you know, that, you know, the first, it's not even the first mile, you know, like the first steps that you take and you've not run for a little bit and you're sort of thinking to yourself, I think I've forgotten how to do it. Yes. A hundred percent. I don't, I always feel run. like my knees are like, going to sort of start wobbling. Like I'm going to sort of just like fold, you yes. know? Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Like a horse. Yeah. Like you're going <laughs> to... Yeah, like a foal. <laughs> like, like a newborn foal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stumbling around. I really thought that was going to happen to me. But then the other thing I also thought was it was a bit like... Because I was really nervous. And it felt very much... that the, one, the thing that immediately sprung to mind was that this feels like when you go for a poo after you've had a baby... Oh and God! <laughs> I've heard some horror stories about this. <sighs> you, you're so the feeling. So this is my experience. It's not everyone's experience, okay. but my experience of that first poo when you've just had a baby vaginally. I'm going to say that okay. with quotes. You can say vaginally on this podcast. Vaginally, vaginally, down that way. When you've had a poo after that, um, you honestly think that you're you're going to basically break into two bits. 
Like you just think you can't, you don't want any strain on that particular area. You think everything, if you've had any stitches, you think that they're going to pop out like buttons. You think. (laughs) To be fair, I did feel like that a little bit when I had the coil put in. So I can't imagine what it would be like with a baby because obviously that's, nothing's going on externally there. But Mm. it's like. I, I was I was absolutely terrified the first few times that I did a poo that I was it was just going to shoot, shoot out. the coin yeah. out, <laughs> possibly so, maiming someone. Yeah. <laughs> so if there were stitches, <laughs> I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's horrible. I, I, yeah, it's not nice. And you do you brace yourself, and you know you're kind of. It's just like something awful is going to happen. And it's yeah. going to happen to me and it's going to require further surgery. And oh. I'll probably end up with, you know, just sewn up front to back kind of thing. You just, yeah, it, it's full, terrifying. It's terrifying. A full, <laughs> the full works. Full closure. Yeah. <laughs> full disclosure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Full disclosure so could go- be a new, this could be a new segment on the pod. I thought oh Jesus, yeah. yeah. Could it? Yeah. yeah. What, what? Yeah. Right. Okay. So chapter one: um, episiotomies. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss yeah. at length. No doubt. No. Oh my God. Oh. Um, um. So going for that run felt like the nerves of that going for that run. Thinking that I mean, I did. I very much like the the the, the post childbirth poo. That I felt like either something was going to. F- fall off or fall out yes (laughs) you just think shit what am I going to do here so that and also because my first mile is is downhill so it's even worse so you're like galumphing on the way down and you think like if if anything was going to fall out of me it would be now you know yeah and it would be a kneecap (laughs) or a womb I mean either yeah (laughs) All, all muscle control was like, you know, pretty buggered. So it's like, uh, yeah, um, there is something but, about that yeah. very wobbly because I'm the same. I'm downhill for the first. Not yeah, actually how you want to start, is it? Let's acknowledge no. that. How many people out here on running podcasts talking about <laughs> downhills <laughs> suck and they're not how you want to begin? <laughs> like, I'll take it over no. uphill, I suppose. But like, it's not, yeah. it's not good, is it? It definitely makes you have that talking about that horrible knee thing where you just feel like you're just going to sort of like fold forwards on yourself and just like, just sort of sit. Yeah. Giraffe down. Giraffe down yeah. onto your knees. It Downhill does not help with that feeling at all. It really doesn't. I, I, yeah, to have a first mile that's on the flat would be ideal. Yeah. It? But yeah, that, yeah, to, to, a lump downwards when you're not feeling great and there's kind of muscles that haven't quite figured themselves out yet and possibly internal organs that haven't quite righted themselves yeah um so yeah it was it was nerve-wracking it was that first mile was nerve-wracking um but then then I got myself onto the canal and then I spent the rest of the time apart from toward I because I know it so well and I know roughly where a mile is and where where two miles is and um I kind of vaguely knew where I was going so I did but I didn't I consciously didn't look at my watch at all for any of it until I was like, oh, this is where I'm going to turn around. Um, just to make sure I was turning around and not doing more than. I knew that I didn't want to do more than. Yeah. Um, and were you pleasantly surprised? So I was pleasantly, nothing fell off and nothing fell out mm-hmm. and I was fine and it was nice. It was it was nice and it was just suddenly, i tell you what was lovely about it, it was coming back home and it was like normality had resumed. Aww. So I walked, and what was lovely was the normality that resumed was was a normality from two months ago because I'd only gone for an hour. 
Yeah. So instead of like going for four hours and, you know, I'd come back and like the kids had had two meals and, you know, it, it, had, it, to, had grown up. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd been left home. <laughs> left home, written dissertations. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to come back and they're like just still on their tablets playing shitty Minecraft. Yeah. Like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Still here. You know, nothing's, 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 che- nothing's happened. Yeah. Exactly. So I could pile back in and, you know, multitask by having an argument with Dave, shouting at the kids, do the washing, do that without thinking of myself as being a particular martyr, just thinking, oh, Jesus, it's just life. And that yeah. felt quite um, grounding shall we say nice Um, always nice to come back to those sorts of things so yeah so it felt fine it felt fine and I'm I want to go for a run today um so I'm hoping to go for a run at lunchtime which it sort of is now yeah um but just I think just three miles just three miles trot trot one of those lovely um and see see how I go but my other thing is that I need to I think I'm going to really really try and be a good girl and do more strength because I always me too. did m- massively notice the difference before between, I mean, there are lots of differences between first marathon and second marathon, but one big difference that I think made me feel happier ahead of the first one and actually recover better was that I was doing two strength sessions a week that yeah. I had in my diary that were immovable. Yeah. It's a really um, good idea. I notice it with um, even just like going up my hill and going up my stairs. Um, mm. It is, bizarrely, you would think that running would be like really, would be really good practice for doing that and strength would be kind of neither here nor there. But bizarrely, I feel like much fitter when I'm walking up my hill and walking up my stairs if I've been doing strength training than if I've been doing running. Yeah, Like if I've been doing what I would usually have done as my exercise prior to bath half last year, I guess, of running and doing nothing else at all, maybe the odd spinning, then I think genuinely the difference between then and now when I've been doing a bit more of a mixture, but like focusing a bit more on strength training than I had been, I find it way easier. It's so annoying. I really don't, I didn't want that to That's admit really that and I didn't want that to be the case. I really wanted to be yeah. the poster girl for, you can, well, you can, I suppose, run mm. a half marathon or whatever if you just do like a couple of runs a week and really don't be asked with any of the other stuff. But the other yeah. stuff is actually so annoyingly nice and good. Yeah. It's, After it's, you've, the, the, obviously not while you're doing it. It's horrible yeah, and shit while you're horrible. doing it. But That's the thing, isn't it? It's those awful things. It was like before my first marathon, it was the, it was the hills. I was really religious about the hills and I did them once a week. Um, until, until I should say religiously, I was going to say, I did them once a week until I couldn't be asked anymore. Yeah. And then I, but then I swapped them for speed work. So I always did that. Also, I think another thing that I did um, was some of my training sessions that I thought that were a bit shit were actually really, really beneficial. And that was when I was running in Cornwall when I was on holiday. Oh, yeah. But it was running, but it was running, um, it was trail running. So I was doing a lot more hill stuff because mm-hmm. just because of that's where it was. But also it's running in heat. So it and 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 this is where I'm suddenly in the worlds of the elites. I because, was like, you thinking know, about that. This weekend, my cousin mm. was at the um 
World Duathlon Championships, I think, in Ibiza. And yeah. he was really pleased with how he did, but it was 30 degrees. And I was sure. thinking about it and I was like, how are you supposed to train for that? Because mm. he trains all the time and I, but they live in, in Cheltenham and like, I'm presuming it's not been 30 degrees in Cheltenham for the last few months. So like, how yeah. do you prepare for, for that? Do you have to get a home sauna and put a treadmill in it? There is, you can do climate running. Yeah. Can so, you? um, like hot yeah, yoga. So, uh, Basically, yeah. So up at, I know that at Bath University, and there are plenty of gyms that do it, where there, there is, you know, you get climate change chambers that you run in. But also, obviously, there are training camps in like Font Rameau and uh, training camps where, it, yeah. where it's, you're higher up, so the oxygen is thinner and it's hotter. And you train really hard in those environments and then you drop back down to where we are and you run London Marathon and suddenly you're kind of two minutes faster than anyone else because you've done this really, really hard work elsewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, where I was in Cornwall wasn't high up. You know, I was, I was at sea level <laughs> most of it kind of thing. But it, it was hot. It was hot. Hilly. It was, yeah. It was hilly and hot. And I think both of those things really helped my fitness when I dropped back down into Bath and it started, the temperatures were normal and, you know, all that kind of thing. So I think yeah. um, that was that was really beneficial. Whereas training over the winter to run the April marathon wasn't quite, you know, it didn't push me in the same sorts of ways. And, oh, that was your, did, did you just hear that? that? It's so yeah. annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Forget about it. It's too bad. I'm doing a podcast. Or shall I, shall I answer it? No. Uh, I've just on, had, I've it. had it could a text. Be a... It might be my thing yeah. from Boots. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it's probably more product towards. <laughs> I'll see if I'm not too late. Okay. <laughs> Competitive business. There are people were already chomping at the bit oh, really? to buzz them in. <laughs> it was for me, though, so... Yay! I don't think it's my my stuff from Boots. I think it's probably something from the Product Awards. Product Awards. Sorry, yeah. I got a snot thinning out then. Just running to the. It's <laughs> just because I haven't been running for a week. There you go. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, it's thinning out now a bit, isn't it? Product Awards. But, um... Anyway, is, where were we? Oh my god, it's um, like being. Um, I actually had a package arrive the other day. I'm really sorry. We were talking about something interesting, but I, I think that listeners will find this interesting because it's a day in the, it's yeah. a, it's a bit of an interesting day in the life, isn't it? Of the day job. Go on then. But yeah. As part of working for Women's Running, Esther and I are testers for the Product Awards, um, and which is like a big awards thing we do every year uh, where brands send us stuff, we review it. If it's good, we give it awards. I found this on the web. What? <laughs> I didn't ask you to find anything on the web. Anyway, You've sorry. Styles, your phone. Yeah, what is going on? Uh, anyway, it's, it's chaos. This 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 pod. Um, but um, it, it, we we get so much stuff, and it is it's constant, isn't it? It's all day, every day, and it's lovely. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. It's incredible. Quite a lot of the time, we get to keep things, which is just very very lovely as actual people yeah. who run. Um, but uh, also, it is terrible for re the re your relationships with loved ones. I find indeed it is. Yeah, yes, Doug absolute hates bloody nightmare. Me a lot, all of this whole period because it's just like four or five deliveries every day, filling up the house. He's passive aggressively stacked all of the shoe boxes <laughs> behind me. If, if if you're watching the video, um, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, I, but I was going to say, I had something arrive the other day and it was in a, mm. I don't know whether you had have had this at all, but I had something that arrived in packaging that was um, like labeled as like, it was like influencer delivery really? or something. Yeah. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I felt I felt really special for like five minutes and then I had another angry person ring the doorbell and go, delivery! And then I f- forgot about it again, but that made me feel quite good. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty special. Yeah, I've never had that. No, it's the first time that's happened. That's a big That's a big thing that's been going on in our lives as well. But we were talking about recovery, which is really... But in fact, we were on a we really were. good, deep, nice train of thought before my aggressive doorbell <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> It is aggressive, isn't it? It yeah, is no, aggressive. I've no idea what we're talking about. And it is actually my parcel. I'm, I'm wrong. It, it is actually my parcel from Boots. I just got a text from Royal Mail. We delivered your parcel from Boots today. Oh, brilliant. Thank yeah, you. I know. Very exciting. Nice. It's so boring. It's exciting. It's so boring. Do you want to know what it is? <laughs> of course we do. Okay. Yeah, go on. Razor heads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shaving. Oh. Shaving foam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, and... This is the bit that's a bit embarrassing. Actually, it's mm. really important to discuss as runners. Uh, it's <laughs> replacement heads for my <laughs> my thing that you go around your foot heel with. <laughs> <laughs> and it grates it all off. <laughs> Have you seen those? <laughs> yes, because I think I've got one. Yeah, I, she says, I, not having used one for such a long time. I hour. actually love it. I love it because, especially <laughs> when I run, oh my God, my feet get. Oh, yeah. Like so hard. So, so hard, hard that, yeah. yeah, that Doug will yeah. complain. We actually noticed this is how bad it once got <laughs> that my side of the bed sheet, we were putting the, the sheet back on. And Doug was like, oh, why is one side of this smooth and fine, normal cotton or whatever? And the other side, just at the bottom, is really bobbly. And it was because of my fucking, like, ragged feet. (laughs) (laughs) So that was when I had to buy the thing. I don't know why that's so funny, I but know, it really so, is. It's so horrible. Funny. I just imagine you with like hobbit feet and like. Yeah, they are. They're gross. I hate them. <laughs> but the, the heels are are cracked and calloused. Uh, but less less so less so recently because I have been running a bit less. Actually, it's because you're taking an industrial sander to them, and, you, and because yeah, I'm you taking have, an yeah. industrial sander. <laughs> And I just replaced it because I had used the industrial sander so much that it was basically like marble. It started granite. It had become marble. Oh, my God. It is oh. that is a real thing for running, isn't it? There's definitely, yeah, like, yeah you do get a build-up. <laughs> I told you about that time when I went to go and get those insoles from that lovely chap, uh, Podo. And he was making me some orthotics. And, um, and he just, he very politely... You know, I had to take my, my shoes and socks off, and I hadn't even considered like trying to make my feet look nice. No, so I horrific. wouldn't because, like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think about it at all. And then suddenly you have to get no. your feet out, and you're like, oh, oh god, 
It's yeah, it's awful. But anyway, so he 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 looked at my feet, and he, I just remember him in a in a very sweet French accent saying something about, "Oh well, look, you do have a build up of hard skin over here on your left foot or something." Uh, you do have and a was, build up of hard skin uh, over here. <laughs> 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 it was like that and I was like that's not something you want to hear anyone say no but particularly not in a, in a lovely French accent <laughs> in, French accent. <laughs> in the language of love yeah <laughs> I feel like French people don't have build-ups of hard skin they... so <laughs> <laughs> let us know we have got French listeners yeah, I don't. I don't think they do. They're, no. they're too. They're too good at sort of. They're just busy walking around in Breton shirts and yeah, being gorgeous, massive glasses, being gorgeous, yeah. and bringing up amazing children. Whereas we're like, than... oh, I'm going down the mines <laughs> with me horrible little trotters today. <laughs> Eat me Cornish pasty yeah. and then file off me feet when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> That's us in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh god <laughs> yeah yeah feet. Mm. <laughs> in fact i've got i tell you what i've got loads someone did send me a big bumper load of foot cream i'll i'll offload the next cream. time i see you yeah oh please oh you got some I, well i got some from the product towards <laughs> that i've been testing but i must confess i won't reveal mm. the brand uh, on the pod but i i'm sure <laughs> I, I, i'm sure it will come to light um that that it hasn't really been doing anything for me. I've been using it. Yeah. I, I tried to use it like a couple of times a week because it's actually, it's hard work testing all these products and I feel bad. I feel like first world problems saying that because it's obviously <laughs> lovely to get all sorts of free stuff. But when you get seven different protein powders, oh, there's only so many yeah. protein shakes one can have. And when you uh. when you get something like a cream or I've had quite a lot of skincare stuff this time, which has been so nice, but you do mm. have to, you know, you have to use it a couple of times a week for a few weeks in order to see whether it actually has any effect. It's hard to keep remembering to do it. But I did remember to keep using this foot cream that I got sent, you know, a couple of times mm. a week. And I don't really think it was really doing Not anything. Not really doing the thing. No, maybe yeah. because I need industrial strength paint stripper. <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't. I was. I was grating. Sorry, but I was doing it and then putting the cream on, and it still wasn't really doing anything. So. It still wasn't doing it. No, yeah. the only thing that that works is is using my special foot machine and then yeah. just like a good, a really good moisturizer. That's that's the oh trick. Oh my god, yeah. Paul, have you ever ever tried footners? No. Are they like those little? Oh. Are they like those um, wet socks? Yes, <gasps> it's foul, oh. but so rewarding. Oh, so rewarding. Are they the ones where you shed like a snake for weeks? Yes, yes. I've heard of them. Oh. My brother and sister-in-law did them once, and I mm. remember they were like it was. It was the talk of the family. Oh, I must as a as a pre-summer, I'm just about to wear my I'm gonna wear my you have to you have to be um a few weeks ahead of you. Have, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. You do not want to be mid-shed when you put your flip-flops on because it is disgusting. Because you yeah, you put these kind of little <laughs> wet socks on. Yeah. I've seen them. For about half an hour. It's horrible and it's it must be just full of acidy type stuff. Mm -hmm. You take them off and you discard those and your feet feel a bit weird, but they look normal. And then about three days later, 
the outside of your foot just falls off in oh. not in one whole thing, but like in one fell swoop. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 it's, it is the most gruesome, revolting, and yet like just so amazing. It's picking a scab is what it is. Yeah, oh, it's that sort of, it's the I same. love stuff like that. It's yeah. really bad. You'd love this. Yeah, I would love it so much. <laughs> I would brilliant. love it so much. Okay, I'm literally going to look these left, up after the pod. You're left with baby feet. I mean, just are you? Do you think even like, even me with my crusty crusty trotters, e- e- crusty hooves. even you with your with your griffin griffin like. <laughs> Not seen, not seen. Couldn't possibly comment. No, um, just from what you were I'll describing. I'll show you next but yeah. time. I'll show you next time. Hold them we... up. Yeah, hold... I'll hold them up on the pod. I could right yeah. now. Check on them. Yeah, they're not good today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's because I've been waiting for my delivery from Boots. <laughs> but genuinely, oh science is there a reason that as runners? We is it because you're putting quite a lot of pressure on them, and is it because I'm a curvier person? I know I feel like I always had I always had um, quite hard soles of my feet, even when I was a mm. skinny little kid. I think it, but 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 is there something to do with putting pressure on the feet that gives them that? I don't know. I, there, there's definitely going to be something to do with friction i'd imagine oh, yeah. and repetitive nature but yeah i guess there might be there might be hey for experts can you tell us? please if there are any podiatrists <laughs> listening yeah then please write well, in yeah tell us why we have to shave off bits of our feet before we can put our socks back on again and yeah oh god yeah oh, it's, it's an mad. awful thing isn't it i've never quite gone so far as have you seen those that you can basically get like a sort of foot razor Oh yes, yeah. Where it properly, yeah, I think it's uh, it probably the you sort head of egg. slough off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah yes, no, I, I know. I've um... seen the ped egg before. <laughs> <laughs> I know that if you were to go to for a proper, um, like if you were to go to a, a chiropodist and get your feet seen to, that they use something very similar to basically shave off bits of your feet. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but I don't know if the end result of that, you know, like when, like the first time you start shaving your legs, yeah. is the end result of that mean that it kind of grows back quicker? Yeah, I don't know. So that's another question. Yeah, I that's actually a really good experts. point. Like when you shave <laughs> your legs, and then I mean, apparently it's a myth that it grows back thicker and whatever. Mm. Personally, I would say anecdotally that is not a myth. A hundred percent, it grows back thicker and more horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> and darker, yeah. I'm sure as well. Um, but yeah, is there something? Will your foot skin grow back thicker, darker, harder, <laughs> more scabrous, <laughs> more scabrous with more corns, or whatever? If you if you if you yeah. fiddle about with it too much, let us know. Also, if any foot brands do you want to send us things or sponsor the podcast, then get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> God. so I find it so ridiculous <laughs> but it's so true it's an issue isn't it what it's no it, we I think runners probably have the worst feet over and above ballet dancers yeah um because of the black toenails and the you know all sorts of things going wrong with it I know yeah. <sighs> anyway Hall have we got any emails oh yeah my gosh I'm sorry this is gonna be a long old pod isn't it okay 
well, pick the best one. We have had quite a lot of 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 people. Again, lots of people have been. Um, there are shout outs that are owed. Um, I do mm. feel like I need to do this one because this was a couple of weeks ago and I haven't mentioned it in the last mm-hmm. couple of pods. So Tanya wrote in, uh, first of all, she wants to say, how are your legs after the weekend, Esther? Hopefully we've answered Aww. that now. Yes. Um, but uh, she wanted to shout out. So she said, I'm just writing in, um, see if you guys could do a little shout out to two other crazy women who run. Uh, her girlfriend, Nat, is a Forrest Gump. She described her as, which I enjoyed. Uh, she's doing the Cape Wrath Ultra which I must say sounds yeah sounds pretty I don't know what that is but that sounds intense doesn't it just those yeah those those those, yeah those three words together is bad I'm gonna look that up so that's on the 21st oh my gosh so it sets off on the 21st of May it's eight days (gasps) okay so pure hell says Tanya as far as she's concerned but apparently Nat will be relishing every minute of it she absolutely loves it um, and she's doing it with their friend Sam. They're all do- both doing it together. Uh, Tanya is not doing it, but is very much supporting them. So she said, could we please do a shout out? Uh, they've done various mm-hmm. ultras before, um, but um, they decided to do this one um, to, uh, I think this one is the one that they're raising money for. I think they've also done a previous one to raise money as well uh, and raise awareness of suicide because they sadly lost a friend last year to suicide. So it's all for a lovely cause and big, big shout outs mm-hmm. and congrats. It's, I'm sure, going to be very emotional and probably very horrible from my perspective, but what an amazing <laughs> yeah. thing to be doing. That's amazing. Yes. Proud, proud, proud. Absolutely. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Really amazing stuff. Um, and I mean, there were just lots of people writing in, making sure that you were okay, Esther, but I want to reassure you that there are also, (laughs) after last week, but I also want to reassure you that there are a lot of people who were writing in basically to say that they felt reassured that you Mm. had spoken out about the feelings of flatness that sometimes can follow a race, because Mm -hmm. I think we hear lots of stories and, you know, hopefully races do leave you feeling proud happy all of those things but yeah um, I think sometimes it's like anything you can feel like you're supposed to feel a certain way and it definitely seems to have resonated with quite a few listeners who wanted to basically write in and thank you for being honest about your experience because sometimes it can feel a bit flat to run a race and this was actually the one that I was just looking at this was from a woman called Susan um who um, was, uh, I think she's the one who said, yeah, she's aiming to do a full marathon in the near future. Um, and she said that she basically only hears about amazing marathon, marathon experiences. Um, and actually it really helped her feel a bit more prepared and to be a bit more kind of like practical and honest with herself about some of the feelings that she might have when she's finished it and how it might be, yeah, uh, what it might be like to run. So Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I, yeah, I don't. I don't ever want to put anyone off from kind of you know, going for a goal would. because I've just been a whinging whinny back here. But I think um, there is something to be said. It, it's taking everything with a bit of a pinch of salt, isn't it? It's kind of realizing that all, all experiences are not black and white. No, <clears throat> and that you, you you don't have to feel pure joy and you don't have to feel completely depressed about an experience, no matter what the kind of outcome of it was. But it was so lovely to get that kind of, it felt like I had this kind of uh, s- some amazing responses as a result of the podcast. And, um, but what I loved was a bit like Jenny 
and her response was that there was there was a lovely proportion of women within our podcast community who were essentially sh- saying shut the fuck up yeah you know <laughs> which was really brilliant to hear and it, to have that to to have the supportive kind of undercurrent of it but also a sort of that the to have some have them confirm that I was being too hard on myself, which I was, both in terms of how I was feeling physically and and emotionally, and that, you know, I was beating myself up because I wasn't hanging up the bunting yeah. and that I wasn't wearing my medal for four days in a row, that I didn't feel joyous. And I, I kind of really hated myself that I didn't feel But sometimes it's just... Everyone feels joyous. Yeah, it's like, it's like anything, isn't it? It's like when you put so much pressure on the way you're going to feel about something. Mm. I don't know. I'm conscious of what I'm saying because like sometimes that can be within your control. Like we were using as an example of like a goal you can control when you cross the finish line smiling. Um, but, yeah. but maybe that's slightly different from saying having a goal or whatever or an expectation of I'm going to feel so incredible when I finish this. I'm just going to go and like, like quite often I'll fantasize about the evening after a marathon or the afternoon after a marathon. Yeah. And be like, oh, I'm yeah. going to go down the pub. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to worry about how many drinks I have because I won't have to run a half, won't have to run the next day. I'm going to eat a huge Domino's. I'm going to have all my friends around and they're all going to give me a big pat on the back. And then actually what you want to do is lie in the bath for an hour and a half, cry and don't speak to anybody. And <laughs> it's like, it can feel that would just be normal to do if you'd had a really tough training run. But after a race, yeah. I can feel like there's been so much expectation to do the celebratory thing. And sometimes the celebratory yeah. thing, what is the point of it if it's not what you want to do at that moment? And I'm glad you had your moment later in the week of feeling, actually, yeah. I'm a badass. But sometimes straight after a race, it's like, oh, I've actually got all the other emotions and it's okay to just sit in those and not feel like you have to start doing the conga around Buckingham Palace. Exactly. exactly. And also, I mean, uh, and that this was raised again with a patron. I will stop talking in a minute and we will let you I go. I know. Away. I'm sorry. Um, Welcome to a feature length <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think, you know, it, uh, another conversation I was having was um, uh, the discussion about living in a family that doesn't understand and doesn't do the same thing that you do. And, yeah. Um, and Again, on social media, I'm surrounded by, it feels like a lot of people who have running partners or um, who have actually very um, um, active running communities. Yeah. And we have our running community here. And I was reminded of that lots last week in the most loving and wonderful way that I was having a conversation with someone on Discord and I'd talked about how it was very deflating to come back to a house where there there wasn't big hugs. Mostly there wasn't big hugs because I hadn't had a shower yet. So, I mean, let's bear that in mind. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's fair enough. (laughs) Um, But there, there wasn't the kind of... I don't know. Like in my head, I was like, you know, there's no sort of it's cheering like and hugging you're... and making the most of it. It was just like, oh, I can't believe mm-hmm. you've been away for two days. You've left me looking after the kids for that whole time. It's been an inconvenience that you've yeah. not been here rather than a Jesus Christ, what have you achieved? But that the, the undercurrent of the Jesus Christ, what have you achieved? That is still there. It's still there, but it didn't feel as big as I kind of... As you're I anticipating. Know, it's it a weird be. thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you're anticipating... I think it's because you're anticipating a reaction from somebody else. I'm the same. Yeah. 
that you can't control. Which you can't control. And again, it's like mm. when it's it's like imagining walking down the aisle or something. Like when I was a kid, I genuinely yeah. used to be like, and I would sort of imagine my wedding day. I remember being like, yeah. oh, if I'm not getting sort of bursting into tears and like fainting. Uh, at the sight of me breaking down and, yeah. uh, and <laughs> at the beauty of at the beauty of bridal hall uh, bridal hall <laughs> then I'm turning around and walking back the other way what a horrible manipulative <laughs> thing to think actually because it's that's not a reaction you can't control and you're only going to disappoint yourself yeah. aren't you maybe we yes, need to be our big exactly. pats on the back slash cheerleaders and we need to go you are a queen have a packet of crisps <laughs> whatever else you like to do to yeah. to be your own give but, yourself the biggest cuddle and burst into tears and you're incredible it's giving, I can't believe you just exactly. did that energy yeah, yeah. It's, yes exactly that it was enabling myself to feel proud of myself which happened a few days later yeah. once, once I'd got out of the hormonal kind of ditch that I had fallen in but also to have um this lovely patreon or you know lovely kind of someone chatting on discord to actually sort of turn around and say you know, she has a very similar experience. Her home life is very similar. And maybe we should make sure, especially when we're doing big old marathons, at which there would have been a ton of patrons, a ton of people that listen to the podcast. We should have had what would have been great. No should, no should. Have a champagne what drinks been... reception. Yes. <laughs> um, and the, it was just like, we, even if we're just meeting up in a pub afterwards, just to have that kind of yeah. hug and that kind of where you can c- congratulate each other and support yeah. each other and be proud of each other. Um, like we did yeah, in Paris, Paris that was the, we had oh that. Oh my god, I've never been so buzzing at the end of a race as Paris because likewise we were all surrounded by people who had just done it. Because if like yeah. me, you've been the only person at the pub, it's so lovely to sit there with your friends and family. But like that, you know, if you're the only person who's done it, I remember people were topping up my glass and ordering me more bowls of chips and b- being lovely. Mm. But I was like. Actually, I feel a little bit like I might diarrhea everywhere and fall asleep <laughs> at, the, at the table right now. <laughs> but, yeah. and, and having people who have just done the run with you, it's, yes. just, it's, it's just really nice to download, isn't it? And it was so nice yeah, in Paris. Yeah, to debrief. Yeah, yeah to debrief. debrief. Like every step. You can sort of say, oh, how was it for you when you had to run what about that hill of kilometres and 14? The... Or, yeah. Yeah, the pissy exactly. bit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's just—it's nice to have someone to discuss the pissy bits with, and yeah, (laughs) and I—I think, um, yeah, it's it. Next time, whatever race it is that we will be doing with the pod squad, which there are multiple conversations in the works. I hate when people (laughs) do this, and we've totally become those people where we're like, oh, big things are coming. I wish I could tell you guys something for you. Yeah, (laughs) but the, the the chats that we're having at the moment. I, I I think that we will we will definitely see each other after the race, which would be so nice. And in the meantime, that'd be amazing. Join Discord. You've got to join Patreon. Yes. But once you've done that, you can join our Discord chat, which is yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is popping off over there. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I knew it would be good. It's better than that. It's just great. It's isn't just it? lovely. It's, it's such a lovely, lovely community. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I go onto Patreon um, today and put the link in again, just in case anyone has missed mm-hmm. it. And to make sure that when you do join Patreon, there's a message quite high up in the mix just to say, here's, here's how Discord. you get onto Discord. Yeah, a good idea. Um, and 
at the moment, I've, I've realized I need to add another channel on there. There's loads of people talking about kit. I need to put a kit channel on there. But we've, I've divided it up so you can talk about different distances and kind of chats within those distances. Or you can talk about the topics we've raised on the podcast. But also, yeah, you can talk about kind of, I think I've put in like sort of nutrition and health and stuff like that. But yeah. kit seems is popping off. We need to do something about kit. There's a pod so chat I'll set up where another you can thread. talk about what we've talked about in the episodes and just bitch about us if you want yeah um yeah it's just (laughs) yeah it's a really nice little gang so join us over there yeah it's fun it's fun times it's fun times times. and we 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 go on there too Mm -hmm. so um I left some messages last week because people were being so lovely yeah about me having having a a a miniature depressive episode on the Monday um post I like to I like to um what's the word I'm a lurker on it that's that's what I do oh are you oh yeah God, I go on Facebook yeah I go in quite a lot to see what everyone's talking about because I find it really interesting um and, and but I but I lurk and I'm, I'm always a bit scared to 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 chip in we all want you to chip in Hol you're gonna have to chip in. I'm gonna have to chip in more but I get scared that people are gonna be like yeah. what what are you talking about or no no, we're we're not talking about eating five thousand biscuits. We're talking about <laughs> running five thousand kilometers. Or something just, like that. Just drop in. You can do like a little waving kind of rabbit gif or something like that. Just yeah, you can actually in. do waving rabbit gif. So that, that that that's something that we've discovered. There's a lot of that going on. It's like yeah. We- a load of old like we're all like sort of old um aunts <laughs> discovering facebook or something <laughs> it's exactly just... that because the first time we went on there i dropped in five waving gifts by accident all in one go yeah <laughs> and i accidentally sent a voice note to you going hello saying hello i think this is a voice note this is hello. Have I done a voice note? <laughs> oh my gosh and then we played a game accidentally as well anyway <laughs> luckily you've got two very technologically adept and wise women at the helm indeed yeah indeed who are uh, fully equipped to deal with every eventuality with new technology and platforms yeah and never Uh, accidentally send five gifts of waving rabbits to each other (laughs) i love those rabbits But it's just the way they were just stacked one on top of each other. I know. They're quite unique as well. I, I think they must be something to do with Discord. Like, are they the, the mascot of... Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly thought I'd just said hi, but it's just this huge bunny waving. Well, I hope this episode has, has uh, returned to... The, to normal yeah to the normal delirium <laughs> i'm gonna go and um shave my feet yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening come and join us on patreon you can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new Pod Squad chat room too. For just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts too. Go to Patreon, that's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode.
do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running.